You are listening to Becoming BioQuantum with DMT and your hosts, Jules and Leanne. Hello, everyone. Uh, today we are diving in with Julie Jordan with the Razor Vibration Summit, and I'm super excited to have her as a guest today because she is, yes, the co-founder, I'm sure she's the founder of Jade Temple Healing, which is an acupuncture and healing uh, clinic in Santa Monica, California. But she has a whole list of credentials, including acupuncturist, nutritionist, um, medical intuitive, astrologer, list goes on and on. But I would add to that list, she is an alchemist. Um, she has her own fair share of challenges um, in her lifetime. And instead of feeling victim to those challenges, she really alchemized her life and turned these struggles into her power and transformed her life and did that with four kids on top of it. I just need to add that because I don't know how she did. She manages with four children and running a business, but she does. <laughs> so she is a great person to pick her brain today. And um, so Julie, um, do you have any words to, that you'd like to open up with just to introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, sure. Hi, I'm Julie, acupuncturist in Santa Monica at J Temple Healing. And, um, you know, I think that the most important thing is that we take these, I think that we're in some really intense and challenging times right now. And just really um, being conscious and working through everything that comes up when we face these challenges that come up within us, it that's how we alchemize it. Then we can really bring in our power and our purpose and everything really now is happening for our highest and greatest good and happening to show us what our purpose is. I think we're moving into the time when we'll all be able to start to fulfill our missions and we're starting to get the operating instructions and, you know, so this can either be a 2024 is going to be bananas. And I think they can either be like the most challenging year ever or the most amazing and powerful year ever. And I'm sure if people are listening to this, they'll be making it powerful. Oh, I, I'm sure they will. If they're listening to these high vibing conversations that they're ready and up for the challenge and they're ready to make that choice for that empowered year. I love what you just said. Thank you so much for sharing because you were really tapping into taking ownership and responsibility for the energy you're holding and, and, and the life that you are creating. And um, especially as a mother, um, we tend to, or an empath, we tend to take on other people's burdens and, and then we end up absorbing their energy. And if everyone just started to really take responsibility and start to go within and just work with what they can actually shift and maneuver, um, then the world really will shift at a much more rapid rate. So, um, Thank you for saying that. Um, would you say that a lot of people um, in your practice are at that point where they're really aware of the energies that are running in their body? Or do you think a lot of it is still very subconscious? 
I mean, I think that there's a lot of different kinds of people. There's a lot of us high vibrational people. And we've been doing this for a long time. And we're like riding the waves of higher vibrational energy all throughout COVID and, you know, up until now. And then there's other people who are just sort of like waking up and other people who are not awake yet. And we just have to like plant seeds and give them love and, you know, try to help them to, you know, realize how powerful they are and that they're not victims and that like the world isn't ending and, you know, they don't have to like get depressed because of the news and, you know, just like take on the everybody else's problems, you know? And I think That's such an important thing because one of the things that I really believe and has been a challenge for me because as an acupuncturist, I can be, you know, healing up to like 10 or 10 people a day regularly. And, you know, we're not, we're taught in the society that, you know, if you can't see it, it doesn't exist. And even in like acupuncture school, we're not taught about energy, like protection and clearing. You know, so I think that part of the thing is that we have to um, learn what is really our energy and what that feels like and how to protect ourselves and how to clear ourselves and to differentiate what is like a true, um, you know, we get so many messages, but I think that us light workers are also, um, I mean, we're never victims, but there's lots of challenges where energies are wanting to like trick us and you know, you know, energy is trying to be very trickstery. The world is very trickstery and gaslighty right now, you know. Oh, so true. I think that we have to really be in our connected with our higher self and our own energy and taking responsibility and really being grounded in that, you know, and it's it's hard. It's it can be really confusing if you're like believing um authorities outside of yourself, right? Yeah, no, I'm hearing you, but I love how you just alchemized that because when you when you tapped into that trickster um, energy, it does feel a little bit like a game in a way. So that like recognizing when it's coming in and don't see it so much as an attack, but more like, mm-hmm. oh, I see you. I see what's going yeah. on here. Um, yeah, so basically what you're tapping into as well, which I love, and maybe we can explain or you can explain a little bit of it. You're, you're basically stating healthy boundaries. And that is so important to have these healthy boundaries. Um, Cause we aren't aware how we are absorbing other people's energies and how can we have those healthy boundaries when it comes to energy and what that feels like. And mm-hmm. I, I'm just going to say it because it's coming to mind, but it, it's, it's true. Like even like sexual encounters like that like when there are a lot of people who are like they're swinging and they're doing the people don't realize that every time you're having one of those encounters and you're really becoming intimate and sharing though that energy with somebody that you are absorbing um their energetic field and so how do you clear that after something like that happens I mean, that's why it's important to be careful who you sleep with. You know, there can be so many cords and like all kinds of different things, you know. Um, I think that there's a lot of different ways to clear ourselves, but probably the easiest and my favorite um, that I do when I really need to clear is a salt bath, Um, Mm -hmm. doing salt baths, Um, sea salt, not Epsom salt, because salt 
is incorruptible. It represents like the wholeness of the divine mother and it breaks connections. So if we pray to it to break all connections that don't serve us and, um, you know, uh, put a whole bunch of it in the bath. I mean, we will put salt in front of their door. They put it in bowls in rooms. You know, salt is salt and different plants like sage and Palo Santo and stuff like that can be very, um, very powerful and helpful, especially if we know how to pray to them properly. I love that. And how often would you suggest somebody should do that? Well, I think that there should be some daily things. Like I do something called a tube of light decree where I'm putting this like tube of white light around me to protect me from the outside world. So I'm not just like going out in my day, just open. And then I put um, violet flame in inside of there just to transmute. And then I make um, calls to Archangel Michael to protect me. Um, so I do that every day because, especially when I'm treating patients, right. When I'm not just, you know, working from home or something. And then I would say, if you don't, if you don't know any ways of clearing yourself, then every time you feel some like not quite right and you don't feel grounded and you feel upset, that's a, usually every time you travel for sure. I really find that people, get really gunky when they go to airports. And also I think just flying in the plane because you're not connected to the electromagnetic field of the earth, you know? Um, so, but at least once a month or a couple times a week or even once a week, it just really depends on how much energy work you're doing, how much you're around other people and how sensitive you are. Um, well, I love that you just, when you just called that in, I can honestly feel it happening. So um, I, I just want to shout out um, to anybody who is maybe a little bit skeptical about this, like it really does work. And the more you play with it, the um, the more sensitive you become to it. And um, and you really start, we're starting to bridge those those two worlds together and it's really a remarkable time to be living because we get to see these massive shifts happening and starting to see what is possible especially as we raise in frequency and the reality is that when you have these lower vibrations you don't get to be able to tap into that it's not it's I'm, I'm going to say it, it's not as much fun. So it's, if yeah. anything, I hope that this motivates people to start to explore. And yes, it can feel icky, but the more you practice and play and recognize that there are tools and people like Julie, who are masters and been doing this forever, that um, there are people that are available and ready to guide you through into a higher vibing life. So um, if you don't mind sharing because it's kind of a hard thing to, I guess, explain because every individual is different. Um, but when you're tracing energy, like what, what does it feel like? What is the, how, how do you trace energetic patterns within a body? And like, does it, do you see it? Do you feel it? Like what, so that other people can start to get curious and, and explore what's happening within themselves. Yeah, I guess, you know, my, greatest power is uh, uh, my clear audience like that's the most like I've um, been experiencing that for many many years and I've been practicing you know I'm in my 50s I've been practicing you do not you know, growing my spiritual 
uh, muscles since I was like 14, you know, um, and uh, some people, everybody does it differently. For me, it's very sort of like nebulous. And so it can be confusing. And I sort of like feel everything, but don't know what it is. So I've just had to create really strong boundaries. So I know who I am and the other person, you know, when I first started working in energy, I would just, you know, like my knee would hurt. And I'd be like, is your knee hurting? And they would say, yeah, you know, and I was like, okay, that's not good. You know, we really don't want to take in other people's energies. We don't want other people to take our energies when we're, you know, healing or coming in contact with people. So, um, but yeah, I do see, but it's more like I see, feel things. I sense things. I just kind of like tune in and, um, say prayers to my guides and they kind of like come in and show me and tell me things for the most part. I love it. And I think the biggest takeaway from what you just said is to ask, is this mine or is this from outside of me? Mm -hmm. Right. And once we, we different differentiate (laughs) the two, then we, we know what, okay, if it's mine, then we can take ownership and responsibility and shift it and raise it in vibration. So Let's be real, honest, and vulnerable, if you don't mind, because the reality is, and I'll, I'll be the first to say, it, I, I'm I'm all about chasing the, see how high I can go and hold it and sustain it for how long, but the reality is, is that we do drop and then we go back up and that's the game until mm-hmm. we can self-actualize in a new band of frequency. What are some of the tricks that you, or tools that you do personally to on those days that you are feeling a little bit lower to um, help yourself get through it? Mm, I think like, you know, um, leaving the house, going to a yoga class, um, taking a salt bath, uh, something like that. Um, uh, Whenever I work with other people, I always feel better. So um, that's always really good. And to just, you know, do my um, you know, I feel like hygiene, like we do physical hygiene, there's a lot of spiritual hygiene. And the more that you do like front end, the more you like, you know, protect yourself and ground yourself and connect yourself, then, um, you know, it's easier to get back on track um, when you get off, you know, and when I really get off, then I call one of my teachers, friends, you know, somebody like that and have a session. Um and I always learn so much whenever, um, you know, I have a problem, like it's such a learning for that I can then help with somebody else energetically. I, so. I love that you said that because one thing that pattern that I've learned as well is that when we're dropping and we really drop, there's a reason for it. Right. And and maybe mm-hmm. it is because there's something that our guides are wanting to teach us. And so if it wasn't for that, then maybe we wouldn't go out and seek that information. So that's really, really beautiful advice. And uh, hands down the bath. I I love that. And um, yeah. And then can I share something else that's like really coming up for me right now? Do it. Um, I think that, um, so I really follow the teachings. It's called the teachings of the ascended masters. Um, And they have like very specific teachings. And one of their teachings is about never letting anything disturb your peace, like not being upset, learning how to not get upset. And it's really hard. You know, I was a very reactionary, passionate, 
you know, person who's like fought for the underdogs and, you know, so many different things. And I think people are having a really hard time right now because uh, we're empaths and there's like horrible things going on in the world. And it's almost like people feel like they have to feel really bad about it or else they're bad people or something. And the masters don't teach that. They teach to not go down and have sympathy and feel bad for people, but to really learn how not to let it upset us. And from that place, send compassion and make calls like angels are created to serve humans, humanity, and they cannot help us unless we ask for help. And so if we ask every day and pray for angels to go assist the women and the children and to end war and bind the dark ones or whatever, you know, stop child trafficking, stop war, stop, you know, whatever we feel passionate about, save the animals, you know, like those prayers are so powerful. So instead of like listening to the news and getting upset and letting it throw off our energy and it's you're not helping anybody anywhere like you're make you're literally making it worse by getting upset you know but instead like you know doing something and knowing that like prayer does work and that angels and masters this like whole hierarchy of energy is here to assist us move into the age of aquarius the golden age of aquarius and we can't do it on our own like we need to call in these divine beings and i've just created so many um miracles and healings and beautiful things um and they also really teach that right now because we're at the end of the age of pisces well we're in the age of aquarius but we have all the karma of the age of pisces and all the way even atlantis and lemuria like all that karma is happening right now so it's a really 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 intense time and if we can just be the light and you know i love working with the violet flame to transmute um then we're part of the solution, not part of the problem, which when we're just like feeling horrible and getting, because then of course you get angry and you feel like somebody's right and somebody's wrong. And, you know, it's all just like a big trick to like literally get us upset so that we as the light workers cannot fulfill our missions because we're too busy, you know, being angry and frustrated. So Oh my God. I love that you just channeled that through. That was so beautifully said and it's so on point. I literally had this conversation with a girlfriend today. The same message was channeled through me. It makes no sense. Yes, the world is in chaos right now. But if you are focusing on that and meeting it, even if it's coming from that polar opposite end and being being angry from that duality place. It's still yes. from that same vibration. And the, the that message about don't let it throw off your peace. What is that? Your peace is your oneness. Once you go into oneness, then you can be a channel for the intelligence. And then yes. you really can be of service and you can share your white light to protect all of humanity. And and just by being in your highest vibration and from that place of oneness, love, purity, and, and um, source. So you couldn't have said it better. You're, you're I, I know I just love you. <laughs> I just love you. 
So we're uh, the same. We're the same. <laughs> so much fun. Okay. So maybe let's just uh, shift gears into 2024 because I, like you, am feeling it. Like I, I was actually joking with a friend of mine not too long ago that as as light workers and as we can hold that place of peace and oneness um i call us like walking karma uh, <laughs> because we don't let the vibrations that are coming at us or they're happening around us affect us it's just boomerang boomeranging back to the the person who's projecting it and hopefully they will learn what they need to learn from that situation in order to um alchemize and and shift and create a reality of a higher vibration and the good karma as well when the love comes we are holding that channel and guess what that's going back tenfold baby in the most vibrant loving energy possible so if if um there is a really strong message that julie channeled through is to tap into that balanced neutral place of oneness and then, um, so karma, you mentioned, because the astrology thing, I'm going to be honest, I, I, this not my, my ball field. Um, what do you, what, how do you see things shifting in 2024? Well, I think that we're in a, um, a transition period between the patriarchy and, you know, the age of Pisces. And then we're moving into the age of Aquarius, which is the age of the divine mother, but like, it's not going to happen overnight, obviously, like we have an entire system based upon like power over and the patriarchy and lack and limitation and, you know, fear and, every, you know, all of the worst things. So, uh, you know, we've had a lot of things come out, you know, we've seen a lot of craziness, but nothing has really um, has really changed. Like there hasn't been a fall of the power structures, you know, and like spirit has always called it uh, the fall to me. And that sort of like my, my time is after the fall, you know, like we can't really step forward and share our light and our wisdom when there's just like such a quagmire of darkness, you know, we're just holding the light. But I think that, you know, there's going to be a lot of crazy world shifts and, you know, probably more wars and, you know, maybe like everybody talks about like the three days of darkness or some kind of like internet outage or some kind of like, you know, you know, I don't know, some kind of like, uh, I think that the, the, that there really is about battle between dark and light right now. Obviously the, the white light has already won in the higher dimensions, but here for, you know, which timelines people are going to be in and what it's going to look like. Um, you know, I think that there can be a lot of things that could be like really scary and crazy, you know, but they are going to be for the highest and greatest good. And everybody who is in alignment is a hundred percent protected. And, you know, um, so I think that we have to just really like be prepared. I think prepare ourselves and really start creating society outside of like the matrix or whatever you want to call it, you know, like coming together in community. Um, I think just like they talk about the separation of the two worlds, you know, like there's the going into the age of Aquarius and the fifth dimension and unconditional love, but 
like clearly not everybody is choosing that and we have free will. So that's really like our choice. So I think we just have to love everybody unconditionally and know that there's like different timelines and different splits that are happening. And um, yeah, I don't know like specifically what's going to happen, but just the astrology of 2024 is really um, very, very intense. Um, well, you actually channeled through a lot of information in that because um, what I really heard as you were speaking, yes, it's going to be intense. And, and and as anybody who has ascended and has done the work recognizes that it is an intense journey, even from within. And and sometimes, it, well, it does get intense before it gets better. It's it's always that way. There's a static or the, the or the it's the calm before the storm, but reverse. <laughs> if you will. So um, it's, it's just with this big awakening is recognizing that you do have a choice. And I don't know, I know, oh, I know that you know this, but maybe we can explain it a little bit to our listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, it won't, as we talk about 3D versus 5, 5D and how that means to us, um, I would be curious to see um, what, how you see that. And then uh, we can, we can uh, maybe leave with a few final notes, but I, I think it is important with 2024 is recognizing that like 5D does exist. And I would say that I'm, the, I'm living in that space, um, but I'm curious to see how you are, are sensing it and feeling it. Yeah, well, I think that, you know, we are simultaneously experiencing a lot of different dimensions, even within our day. And I think that definitely 5D is available to us in our meditations and when we're in our like highest place. But I don't, I don't know that we're like, um, we're not embodying that yet, but we are learning to embody that, you know, um, so I think it it's not something that's going to happen. What I realized is, you know, because I've known about all of these changes for almost my whole life because my mom always talked about them. And I thought it was going to be like, poof, it's going to like happen overnight. And I realize now that it's going to be a long process, like maybe even 30 years or something. I don't know, different for different people and, you know, maybe 10 years. I don't know, but it's not like, tomorrow we're going to live in the etheric realms in of a hundred percent love and light. You know, we're going to anchor that and embody that within ourselves and create a world and a community around ourselves through, you know, learning how to hold and embody that. And I think it really is about like bringing it in. What's unique is that the fifth dimension has always been there. You know, it's just that it's not a, wasn't available on earth any time recently but there's been lots of other golden ages where it was available and we were there and you know we get to remember that when whenever we're ready you know and learn how to do it but i think it's a it's a gradual process and we just have to love ourselves and know that we're we're exactly where we're meant to be you know sometimes it can be frustrating like we feel like we should do more be more <laughs>
the conscious mind can only go so far, but we do really need, and you talk about this mind, body, soul, it all needs to shift and ascend together. And the body is dense. And that's why we talk about the light body or Jules and I would talk about mm-hmm. the quantum body, which is essentially the same thing, but it does need to sh- shed and, and release that density and start to shift into a higher vibration in order yeah. to, to um, become lighter, if you will. So Yeah. And can I just say one more thing really quickly? Also, like from the ascension, like it doesn't just happen out of like everything is sunshine and rainbows and we're just going to go into the fifth dimension. Like, no, we're always tested. We're challenged. We're, you know, we have to like win our victories. Like we have to, you know, um, transmute our karma and wrong, you know, right our wrongs. And it's it's the steep and narrow path. And it doesn't just happen on its own. Like we have to work at it and want it and love it and, you know, have faith in it. And, you know, it's a, it's a journey. It's the, the journey is the destination, you know, that's, that's what I think. So. Oh my gosh. Well, you couldn't have ended this conversation on such a higher note because it is the journey. Don't beat yourselves up over it because what's the, if you're at the end of the, of the road, then what else is there? Right. And, and we yeah. chose to come here and have this experience, um, whether you're consciously aware of it or not, but you are here and you are having this earthly experience. So make the best of it. And, um, and take yeah. and, and feel empowered optimize that. that difficulty make the lemonade out of the lemons like the things that we think are so bad and hard are really like our greatest friends because they're going to teach us what we need to learn and what we have to um heal before we can because it, it really is a journey of healing and restoring and becoming the perfect, the perfection that we already are in our, you know, original divine blueprint and in our higher self. So it's Mm. exciting to do it together. I was just going to say the best part about raising in vibration is you start to attract people of the same vibration. And I'm so grateful because I had a chance to connect with my soul sister, Julie, and, um, and we were able to have this time together to share with you all all the wonderful things um, that are possible and to feel empowered in this conversation and to find a teacher. What's the expression? When the student is ready, the teacher will come. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So just Mm -hmm. say yes. Say yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And then the journey begins consciously. Thank you so much, everyone. Wishing you a high vibing day and an empowered 2024. Thank you for listening. We want to invite you to explore more ways to activate DMT at becomingbioquantum.com.